Coming to you from beautiful downtown Spokane, where you can enjoy all four seasons in just one day. Because when we do nature, we go hardcore. It's the Queer Centric with your host, Queerly Johnny. Hello, welcome to another amazing show of the Queer Centric. We're glad that you have joined us. As always, we hope you've been enjoying uh, the the latest. We're doing new things in the studio, uh, so the latest uh, episodes that we're doing today. I'm I'm welcoming someone that you do know already. She's been on the mics before. Always fun, Lara Stars. Hello, that's me. I'm that's Laura. you. It's me. I'm Lara. It is. It's you. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> I was not going to say that. But, yeah. I, one of my favorite little sizzle reels we have is when I'm accusing you. Well, don't I accuse you of being an alcoholic or something? Me? <laughs> Remember that sizzle reel? And you're like, I will not let you paint me in a corner. Well, you start by saying, yes. you must be drunk, drunk. because yes, you, you showed up again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just totally caught you off guard. I it's was my just favorite. thinking about that because oh, yeah. is this my third time? Yeah, this is number three. It's fun. That's because it's fun on the mics. And, and so I hate special. to say it. I know you're the expert, but could you scoot in a little bit towards oh, the mic? I feel so loud. <laughs> there we go. No, oh, it's only because well, he can turn you down in okay. your ears. Hey, listen, oh, thank you. People are, people are used to listening to me, so they know what loud is, and they're okay with it. They keep turning. They keep coming back. Keep <laughs> coming back. Um, but someone brand new on the mics in the studio today is someone that people have asked me about a lot. And so we thought it would be time. Let's bring you into the room. John Brennan, how are you? I am doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome. I'm excited to have you here. We're going to talk about a lot of things that the three of us were there. Kurt was there, too. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, of course, as always, this camera, you will see Tom sitting on the, with his, and wearing the hat again. Kurt was saying it was a lower, a lower hat. A lower hat? That it wasn't as high as usual. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, guess I, I guess I brought it down a little bit just because I, I right. didn't want to intimidate people. I look really tall when my Well, I'm typically up. used to your hair, which is already high. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't looking great today, so I <laughs> threw a hat on that bad boy. I mean, I, I do that same stuff. But uh, we want to welcome everybody, everybody to the show. I want to say something specifically to our Spokane listeners. Uh, if you have a minute and you want to see something, you are not going to forget, and you're going to love every minute of it. We encourage you to go see Ain't Too Proud. It is the story of The Temptations. Now, if you're me, I grew up on records of The Temptations and The Four Tops, and a lot of the Motown music. So this is their story. It is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, uh, I was able to go with two of the writers for the show uh, to opening night. And let me tell you, and we'll let you, Anthony Singleton, one of our writers, he actually did a review of it. And uh, it was beautiful to see. He's never been to a musical, ever. No this was his way. first one. Wow. He, yeah, ever. He grew up, of course, with he loved the Temptations. His parents played them all the time, and uh, uh, and Anthony, of course, has a very he's been on the show before, um, very specific point of view. And I was interested when he volunteered to write the to write the review of it because he comes, of course, from an African American background. It was something amazing to to talk to him about what he experienced, and he talks about it in his article, and it's a. Uh, Beautiful and moving, and I he loved every minute of it. So, I was happy to uh, to you know the gay guy to come help take his virginity. He set the, the bar end. high with musicals. Oh Jesus. yeah, I know it got Tony for uh, it got the Tony for choreography, which is which it has to. It's the Temptations. That, thought, that's what they're known saying. for. Did Tony not. Tony did the choreography. Tony who's, who's did Tony? it. <laughs> Tony John knows him. So <laughs> 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 it sounds like someone you would know, probably uh, right. I regret not. So. 
It is. And remember, you can still go see this. So uh, definitely get out there. Uh, go read Anthony's article on thequeercentric.com and go see uh, just an amazing, an amazing show. It is definitely worth it. But now back to this room. So we got together and did something very unique, which I enjoy doing this. But we decided to create uh, the 12 Gays of Christmas Christmas cards that we uh, let out digitally um, this past December in 2022, and uh, uh, it was Kurt was taking pictures, and Laura came to be basically the stage manager director. Um, I would like to say art director. I, actually, that is yeah. more accurate. Yeah, that is work. more accurate. I right? had a lot of vision for the both of you. You were so yeah. good. <laughs> My favorite pictures are the pictures where you see uh, Laura inserting herself as uh, we are standing there, or I'm li- I'm just lying on John on the couch, and you're like, I'm gonna need you to do this. I'm going to need you to move this. You were very, very hands-on and very good at it. Thank you. And uh, it was it was a, a, a project that I, I had a lot of uh, faith in and I, I believed in. I was not prepared for the reaction that we received for all of you who listened to the show. Was not prepared for that. So I thought, you know what? I want to talk about what it was like for us to create this, um, what it was like for us in that room. It was a five-hour photo shoot. I was exhausted. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. We went all in. and It was a blast. It was. It really and was. we had costumes, and Kurt and I had gone shopping for props and costumes. And John, what was so great about you is you were just like, okay, let's just do yeah, it. Just, just in for the it. thing. Yeah. And it was very much, um, it ended up being less about posing them and more about uh, everybody talking about ideas and then us doing, just, yeah. just doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And actually, uh, you should lift that up to one of the cameras here. Uh, this was one of our... Of the 12, this is uh, one of the number ones. We did the top five uh, recently. This one is by far my favorite. And this one. And it reminds me that John and I are now going to shoot a Hallmark Hallmark holiday movie. And that's the cover. So that's going to be our... It's perfect. Wait, wait. Tom had a name for it. Um, The Bear in the Square. The Bear in the Square. So (laughs) it's coming to you in Christmas of 2023. So John and I... by the looks of it, I'm not a square. Well, see that? I was just thinking you might have to swap poses. (laughs) Right? Right? Yeah. It came out perfectly. I love this so much. The other thing that... So we decide to go in. uh, This is the only concept. I want it to be fun. I want it to be the juxtaposition of the bearish guy and the very built hot guy. Yeah. Traditionally hot, we'll say that. Uh, very athletic. I want it to be relationship-based, but I want it to be funny. Care That's for the, care all for the I knew. Care for, care for the bear. I'll be your care bear. And this was, it was crazy because it was like the odd couple. It really was. Especially because it really was. I'm not gay. <laughs> no. I'm straight. Oh, that's my so favorite thing. That's I'm my favorite I'm coming into thing. this. I'm like, in my first question out of the box before the shoot was, how gay do you want me to be? Yes. Because yes. I don't know. I mean, so I work gay. around a lot <laughs> of gay just. people. I've been serving jello shots to the gay community for like 14 years now. Right? And one of my younger brothers is you? gay. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just going to dial back to when my brother came out. And I remember when he came out, and that's what I did. See, and like a true actor, it. you find your source material, yep. and then you just you go from it. Well, that's one of my favorite things to say. First of all, I... Because I, I asked you about your wife, because I asked you if your wife would be cool with it. Because I respect people's relationships, and and so well, I my think wife that's sold funny. me out to the community. Yeah, she she pimped you out. She's your pimp. Yeah. I really, that's so inspiring. No, it's, <laughs> like uh, Nathan, it's a whole different honeydew list. I would in my like house. to know Nathan <laughs> if you're if you're listening. I would love to meet her. Yeah, I know, right? Very cool lady. 
Very cool yeah. lady. Except, uh, so tell me about, tell the story again about when you guys are just recently on the plane from Seattle and I had sent you a text. So my wife travels for work and she's gone like Monday through Friday and I basically manage everything else at the house. And I text my wife what I'm doing today and she's like, wait a minute, you have to sign autographs? <laughs> and I'm like, I guess I'm doing autographs for the photo shoot we did over the holiday season and everything. She's like, you never thought you'd live this kind of life. I'm like, nope, right? not a clue. Not right? a clue. Yeah. See, she's very supportive, which I, I, I can get I can get behind that. But it's my favorite thing to tell people, which is, and I said, tell your wife, because she said it looks very believable. Yeah. You're going to get questions. Yeah. And my favorite thing is I like people when they ask me questions because I always like to tell them, oh, well, John's a straight guy. He's an ally. And and I like to celebrate all parts of the alphabet. And ally, of course, is an important letter in there. And I said, but it's called acting. That's what yep. that's what we do. <laughs> it's called acting. Uh, but I love how you get the gay guys who don't believe it and refuse to believe it. And because they have their, what did I call it on the last show? Goals. To have their goals. Um, and then you have the ones, I just think it's a fun thing to celebrate. You know it what I mean? It is a fun thing to celebrate. So, Laura, you were in the writer's room. We started with, I took it to the writer's room, Ooh, and I yeah, said, hey, guys. I, yeah, it was our <laughs> very first meeting, and I'm like, I want you guys to brainstorm with this. Uh, that, I'm glad we didn't record that day in the writer's room, because that can never see the light of day. It was so <laughs> it went, magical. It's, it was amazing, and it spiraled, as comedians very, will do, very into much very, spiral. very, uh, not appropriate. Blue. <laughs> Blue is a, yeah, is being really nice. It's being really nice. What is blue, blue humor. What's blue that? humor means you don't work clean. That you're going to tell sex jokes, dick jokes. Blue collar humor. Yeah, yeah. It's been known oh. as blue for since probably the 20s. It's blue. been that, that's yeah. when I first heard it, at least. In the, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, in the 1800s, we didn't have a lot of comedians, but you know, they, <laughs> they were there. So it started with that day, and then I I sent you a message, and I'm like, would you mind being there? When we do the shoot, did you have any idea what you were going to walk into? Absolutely not. <laughs> And I will tell no. you, like, just like today, I'm deliriously tired. <laughs> and I was like, my social battery is like, done. yeah, done. Uh, it is it is very low, but that was such a great experience. Right? And there have been, like, so many opportunities that you, Jonathan, specifically have, like, provided for me to have this like creative outlet, which has not really happened during the pandemic, you know, just there's so much depression in this little body. Aww. And, you know, it's been very hard to do things that I love. And you've provided this writing group and I get to laugh at least once a week. Yeah, with, I write? You <laughs> at least people. know Sundays at noon. Yeah. I, will, I will laugh. Yes. And, <laughs> and then getting to do, like, I've never been part of a photo shoot and seeing that process in action and, oh. and working with the longest running go-go dancer in the Spokane. The longest in our community ever. It's, you said 14 years? Yes. Yeah, I'm going on. This will be, I think, 14 or 15 years. I remember you way back, I like 14 years ago. Yeah, Dempsey's, yeah. which if you're from Spokane, that's the gay bar that started it, it all. Yep. Yeah. And I never got to yeah. experience Dempsey's, but my friends have told me, like, 
Oh yeah, but yeah, that's where they. It, it is the gold out. standard that we have never reached mm-hmm. again, so. and that's okay. It's in a good, but yeah, longest running. And so that's the other thing. A lot of people don't know what to expect when. So we've been lucky enough to work together because I've never been afraid to just be like, "Hey, John, what do you think right. about this?" Uh, when I was just writing articles for magazines and I needed uh, to send photos with it, and so I'd be like, "I need you to play a sexy doctor." Right. <laughs> like I tell my kids about that all the time about how I. I'm not a doctor, but I played one on TV. You did. And they're like, yes, wait a did. minute. No, you yeah. didn't. I pulled the picture and everything. Uh-huh. Like, so, Not yeah, only were you a sexy doctor, but you also were in our uh, TV. Uh, it was the promo for the TV show we were going to do, and you yep. played a pilot. Yep. I played uh, to a promote pilot. Our, our pilot of the show. Yeah. Pilot right. for the pilot? I played uh, it a was, barista and it was for you I once. played a stupid man nice. who didn't. Yeah. See, but this is what's fascinating to me. When I look at life, so people always say, you know, you know, I toured the country. I've sang in front of, this is all I know. I love creativity and I love people most of the time. Uh, the people around me. And if I can get people I like involved in some crazy idea that I have, then I want to have, because I know it'll be more fun that way. So I don't understand what I can't do. And until the, and so I think that's the best thing. Do things because you don't know you can't do them. Um, but I love that we've all been able to play. And this photo shoot was, I haven't done a photo. I, I don't, why wait for a magazine to be like, we should do a photo shoot. Just do your own damn photo shoot. Yeah. Uh, Kurt is amazingly talented in what he does. And so we walk into that room. Kurt and I had been, we tried to buy out. What is that, that place, that store in the valley we went to? Uh, it's a costume party store. Palace. Party Yeah, Party Palace or Party whatever. It's Party City, I think. Party City. Uh, we, got, we bought them out of everything. And they ha- already had nothing because the holidays were coming. So all of it's gone. We got, uh, John, the smallest size uh, elf shoes that oh, we could and get. Oh, they were, yeah. <laughs> so in Only the shoe, fit. you'll see him. And I'm going to say that it was on purpose. But honestly, it, we just couldn't get them past your heels. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> so we, we get all, I have these thoughts in my head. I want us to be cute. And, and then we show up. We have this great space for us to do this. And I, it never crosses my mind like the actual, what people were taking. I wanted them to have fun. I wanted them to see these photos. I wanted them to, to, I wanted it to be a great way to promo the show and just be a good time. So we do them and you're half naked because you're so, this is my other favorite part. So I have a, I have a privacy screen where I can get, uh, where I can get dressed. And <laughs> John goes, oh, I'm used to getting uh, undressed in front of people all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just in I the get, middle of the room. Yeah. Almost nobody knows who I am when I have clothes on. Right. They're like, you, you <laughs> look pathetic. familiar. Right. <laughs> I, that, I get that in the grocery store Something and stuff. Oh, you're Chicago. You. I didn't recognize you with the clothes on. <laughs> I know. It's like crazy. And yet, and so then we, we just went there. We, I told you guys I was not in a headspace to see photos so i needed people i trusted and everybody that was there i trusted and i'm like if you guys look at them if kurt shows you the photos as we go and you guys say thumbs up then i'm just going to trust it later when i need to pick because we did a little over 900 photos uh when i have to go through and decide what i like i'll get myself in the headspace i can't do it right now and you guys you know part of laura you jumping in was so there was someone with some quality control with and there and I was just amazed at at what happened in the end. Now let's talk about the response that I was not prepared for. Tom, when you saw them coming out, what was what were what was in your head? What were you like? like well, what I think, the fuck? I, I think I was so I, I just didn't know what to expect for the next one that came out. You know, it's like because uh, 
I was oh, like, those are my, that's man, my they're favorite. Just, they're, just, they're just kind of throwing everything at the wall and seeing what works, you know, and, and a lot of it was working. Right. Like, I think all of it really did it turned and out I really think, well. And I think what, I mean, I did like, there was a very specific uh, thought process when I knew them, I wanted them to be sexy because I wanted everybody to know sexy is a state of mind. Sexy is not a body type. Sexy. And that's why we did some kink. <clears throat> we did kinky things. So go check them out if that cur- makes you curious. Kinky things, uh, sweet things, uh, just just state of, you know, mainline sexy things. Well, I just I was just picturing your mom. Because I, I know, what I know about your mom is that she's oh, really yeah. uncomfortable oh, with this stuff. Oh, she did so not I just, look. I just picture, picture her going, oh! <laughs> <laughs> yes. That would be exactly. Yeah. All my siblings, my mom actually uh, refuses to join social media because she just prefers not to know. <laughs> and that's serious. She's just like, I, you know, life's going to be fine. If I, just, I know you do stuff. That's all she needs to do. <laughs> I'm like, mom, it's not porn. But, you know. Yeah, I'm not dead yet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But one of the things, so we start releasing these, right? Uh, I I make sure I tag you in every because I right. feel like I, it was the work needs to every be credited, morning right? was yeah. a different experience in my house. Yeah, for because, 13 days yeah, we released. It was fantastic because my <laughs> wife would just sit there and laugh at me, and she's like, "What does it look like now?" And I would take my phone and I say, "Here, this is what it looks like." And she goes. You know, people are going to start asking questions. <laughs> I go, it's no different than any night at work. Exactly. I mean, really, right? it isn't. Right? Well, and I mean, for everybody watching, uh, you haven't seen half of what is in the archives. There are some where, where, where you guys remember, John is wearing tiny, 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 <laughs> tiny little yeah. underwear. It's just him. I mean, they didn't even get, so you just, you know, you join our Patreon and I might share you, <laughs> share some of those with you. Um and then when I started getting emails, which I wanted people to enjoy it, um, and I, I, I appreciate when people comment or they send an email, but I started, this is weird to me, and not weird in a bad way, it was unexpected. I start getting emails from middle-aged white women who are straight, who say, and there were actually and some older gay men who said the same thing, who say, uh, I want to share these pictures I feel like they needed permission to share something that was like gay or two gay men or men. Um, I love what you're saying about body acceptance and uh, finding the joy in the way you are. And I was like, I loved it. it. Gave me chills. It was very sweet. But it, it also was the moment where I was like, I that I didn't know that that's how it I had no idea it was going in that direction at all. No, I thought we're having fun. Yeah, that's this is going to be tongue in cheek and and good times. And then and then gay men start older gay men of a certain age, my age and older, start sending me things saying they've never allowed them permission to feel sexy. And I'm like, I am the least sexy feeling human ever. Stop uh, feeling feeling. I've touched not, him before. He doesn't not, feel sexy. <laughs> right, I don't yeah. feel so, yeah. It doesn't doesn't. Well, these pictures no, say a different story. It does. <laughs> it, it does. Well, and part of that is thanks to the people in that room because it was important to me to set up a safe space because everybody needs to feel safe. Um, and to do it with a friend who I trust and who I know like I know how you think because we worked together before and I knew if I'm going to do this, I need this to be because I look at it. It's not something I've done before. Mm-hmm. I've done photo shoots, silly shoots, comedy shoots, never done this. So I start getting older gay men writing, saying they've never given themselves permission to feel this and saying, thank you for sharing these. And I'm like, oh, and then an article comes out from Bear World magazine out of New York City. And they, uh, 
they talked about the show and then they talked about this. I think there was a very specific phrase, uh, but it was very much this body positivity photo shoot that they did it. The Chris and that was when I was like, I, th- there is no other choice but to accept that this is what it is because I keep getting e- emails. And then I have this magazine who did an article saying that's what it was. And I'm like, okay, we're going to own it. We're going to take it. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Because back in my 20s, I ran a company called Damn Sexy. And the whole point of that company was that people feel at any body size, we wanted them to feel like you don't have to do that whole, well, when I lose 20 pounds, I'll get, fuck 20 pounds. Feel that way now. And if you lose 20 pounds, good for you. But you have a right to feel it from the exactly where you are. And so we, I started leaning into that and realizing people are getting things. And so more people would write in. And in the end we created, which is my favorite way to do it. We created something bigger than I anticipated. And it's, I mean, without you two and that guy who took the photos, I don't remember his name. Uh, it could not have been, that's my favorite way to have, I've, I've said it from the beginning. Kurt will attest to it. I always say, you have to trust your projects. They're going to tell you what they want to be. And so I've done it with every project we've done. And this has told us that, okay, we people started feeling something. And that's what art is. They feel something. They take it in and they, they let it resonate. And it becomes what it needs to be for them. I mean, John, you're an artist. I am an artist. Yeah. yeah. Classically is, trained and everything. Yeah. Oh, and beautiful work. Is that what you, you feel when it comes to art? Yeah, I usually it's part of I'm trying to either evoke emotion or a story or trying to get somebody to think outside the box a little bit. Right. Uh, I've been doing art since as long as I can remember, and that's usually my biggest thing is I'm trying to tell a story. Yeah. And it's just my background is storytelling, and this is a prime example of, I mean, this photo shoot's hilarious, but there's a story to it. Yeah. And if you look at the pictures, there could be a whole nother story that you and I could come up with very easily. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll tell you, some people look at these pictures too much. I I may be talking about someone looking at me right now. Um, And I'm like, good for you. I don't need to know it. Uh, You just enjoy yourself. Oh. But this is part of, uh, I feel like without even knowing it, it fell into the narrative of your life. Like it is a natural extension of what you already do through your your art and your drawing and your painting, but now this is just a new aspect. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely just another part of it, another piece of it. There's so many aspects of my life that I just never thought would ever happen. Yeah. I never thought I'd be talking about body positivity. Like, when I was telling my kids about this the other day, they're like, you're like one of the last people to talk about body positivity. <laughs> Even though well, you work out how many hours a day? Yeah. And that's why they were saying, they're like, but you're all jacked and everything. You're in good shape. I'm like, well. The kids are like, dad, you're ridiculous. But see, that's where the body positivity came in. Like, there's a reason why I am the way I am. And it was because when I was in junior high, I used to get the shit kicked out of me every day in school by every guy in eighth and seventh grade. Yeah. And when I moved to the north side of Chicago, I said, I've had enough. And I went to the gym three times a day and worked out, learned how to fight and all this other stuff and said, I'm not going to be that person anymore. Yeah. And basically created this whole different person that everybody knows now. Yeah. And I've always kind of tried to keep it that way. 
and it's led me down a lot of different roads. But what's fascinating about, uh, the, which is why I wanted us to do the shoot together, is yet you're very, you're not, like, you know what you do for yourself, but you're not judging another person. You know what I mean? You, you would never make me feel like, listen, I'm jacked, but, you know, sorry. No, I just, sorry I, about where you are at. I don't know if it's so much that I'm an empathetic person. It's just, I know what it's like to be on the receiving end of being dismissed for looking like a different, yeah, looking differently yeah, for not fitting in, in any regard. Well, you said something very interesting. I do want to uh, say this from the um, research from the national eating disorder association has shown, uh, you talked about being a teenager, teenagers who identify as gay, lesbian or bisexual, which, or ally, I will throw that in there may be at a higher risk of binge eating and purging than their heterosexual peers because of the, in the gay community, it's all about how you look. Um, it, it is, although it's better than it used to be, it's still, like, go to West Hollywood and tell me it's better than uh -huh. it used to be. I've been, spent plenty of time there, and it is a very specific, so to feel safe and to feel like, I mean, the fact that people wrote as much as they did to say, you made me feel like I had a right to feel sexy. Well, you fucking do have a right to feel sexy. And it's okay. And we don't have to take it away from the ones who work work out as many hours a day. We don't have to take it away from the people who enjoy a buffet. Me. Mm -hmm. um, but right there. Because everybody matters. That's actually one of the bigger pieces of this whole story, John, is that you were able to give permission to other people. Right. And I find this a lot of times, especially with what I do for a living. I mean, I saw Jello shots my underwear at a gay yeah. bar at the Globe. Yeah, people but come into to that bar just right. because. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that really also that statistic that you shared yeah. speaks to the body dysmorphia that a lot of people in the queer community yes um, experience. Yeah. You know, um, and this this photo shoot and the response that you've gotten, I think there's also a lot to be said about the stories that Hollywood particularly is choosing not to tell. Yes. People say like, oh, everything's already been done. You know, like what is the point of being diverse when we've already, you know, told a gay story? We've yeah. already told an Asian story. We did story. that movie. But yeah. there is complexity in every community and there are so many stories to be told. And this is an example of like how different queer people can yeah. be how you because know. for how many decades has the film industry told uh the 101th white straight uh cis story you can't tell me if there's 101 different stories to tell there then there's 101 different stories to tell over here absolutely right now hollywood is busy congratulating themselves for a movie that is great but they're congratulating themselves for brendan fraser oh. who was an amazing actor playing the whale and this is what they're doing yay we told a story about a gay fat guy and that's really depressing but we told it well it's not the only story to tell and i'm glad you told one but now that you've told one you can't lie and say there's not others but why do they always have to be stories about oppression right Thank you. It's like, like Anthony 80s. was talking about that before with all the over black again. representation in, yeah. in uh, movies and yep. TV. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. And the same thing with when we talked about uh, everything everywhere all at once. Uh, Asian representation. Thank God for movies like Easter Sunday. Thank God for Crazy Rich Asians. But why did it take the actor from Goonies 45 years to get another role and then be awarded for Because like, oh. He was talented this whole time. And how old is uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Oh, where my Michelle God. Yao was just yes. like... Yes. 
Where has she it. been? And then here she's back, and people are like, that's right. But she, she's she's been she's doing that. She's talented. She has, she's been making movies. She yeah. is a huge star. Yes. But in the U.S., she's like a blip. But no, yeah. she's not even she's not even worried about the U.S. because exactly. she is famous right across the globe. Yes, exactly. And yeah, so she it's a, it's the whole island issue that we see ourselves as an island over here, uh, and we're not. And listen, you go America, but be, but <laughs> we're also, not the main character. I'm also, sorry, <laughs> America be better. Just be better. Yeah. And so that's what's fascinating about this connection for me like Laura what has been your your journey do you have what's your point of view when it comes to body positivity I don't think we have enough time (laughs) I had a very unique experience in watching everything everywhere all at once which I can share later but it was not great and it was in an audience full of white people especially people who had already seen the movie so like we're like oh I'm in on the joke and I'm laughing and I'm yeah. you know laughing at this like it's a kung fu movie and I'm having this like very specific experience and thinking about my mom and the intergenerational trauma and what it means to be Asian and Asian American and feeling like you're not enough for yeah. either world. Yeah. And I'm like bawling my eyes out and people are just like Ugh. yeah. So that was. <clears throat> really rough for me my experience you know from when i even acknowledged that i looked different has been also hard yeah um i grew up in a pretty small predominantly white town um and my parents you know them being afraid that i would not fit in at this catholic school full of white people did not teach me you know the their native language yeah did not send me to school with weird filipino food you know because they didn't want me to stick out they wanted me to assimilate and that is um, an experience that a lot of immigrants have oh for sure they're so afraid of sticking out and so that was you know that's how i operated for a really long time i just wanted to fit in and i used to want to be white and i used to want to have blue eyes and blonde hair because society told me that was acceptable yeah. and that was beauty. Yeah. And if you did not fit into that, then you were not pretty. And that's not what boys wanted. And I wanted to be what boys wanted, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and so it definitely has been like this, this struggle in like how I said, you know, not being good enough for either one. Because when I go back to the Philippines, I am just bombarded with skin bleaching products, oh. how to be whiter how to, you know, not get tan when you're in the sun. Um, and then all the, like, Filipino famous people are either, you know, like, part Filipino. They're mixed. They're biracial, multiracial. And so they've still got these Eurocentric beauty. Yeah. Um, what is that called? Standards? Well, like, stand- or, but oh, I mean, uh, uh, um, facial features. Qualities. Yeah. Oh, yeah, qualities. yeah, yeah. They're super fucking tall. I don't know how. Uh, and you know, they're like really beautiful, but like, they still don't look like me. Every Miss Philippines who, and Miss Universe who, you know, has been Filipino and Miss, um, U.S. that, who is Filipino American from Texas and just won Miss Universe, they still don't look like me. Yeah. Filipino celebrities still don't look like me. And then here in the States, like when I was in college, um, and working at a coffee shop, my coworkers would tell me, like, 
you're only Asian when it counts. Or they would call me yellow. Ooh. Or like, wow. you know, like my, even like my cousins who are also Filipino would call me a white girl because I didn't act Asian enough. And like, what does that so even mean? So you're getting mean? shamed on all sides. All, all yeah. sides. And it's like, well, what do you want me to be? Like, yeah. I can only be myself. Yeah. And only, you know, like, so when we talk about the complexities of, you know, racial identities, gender identity, like there's just, there's so much and it, you really can't put anyone in a box anymore. Like, no. and it's, it's been so frustrating. And, and when I was younger, I wasn't super proud to be Filipino. Like yeah. I did not lean into that. I, um, I didn't like it and almost resented it. And, um, it's taken me, you know, my entire life, but I love the fact that I'm Filipino and I, you know, am so proud of that. And, and the things that are happening in, in the, um, the world of like food, you know, the rise of Filipino food in these bigger cities and, and having, you know, that representation in film and TV, it's happening slowly. And I think that's it. Cause on our last show, that's what we talked about is why does representation, representation matter? that that's why it's important for us all to choose to show up every day. And it's a choice because, you know, we all go, we all have those spaces that we're like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I got to get myself together. I got to have the strength. I've got to be able because. Well, that's why it's so important to celebrate our differences. Ex- yes. And to just be and okay really with is. them. I mean, yeah. It makes life so much more interesting. Yeah. It yeah. honestly does. Yeah. My dad's side of the family is uber conservative. Yeah. Uber conservative. And then there's my mom's side of the family and we're really blue collar laid back. We like to drink. We like to party. And I call them the real Irish. And then my dad's side, they're the fake Irish. They're the <laughs> lace curtain type that don't want to be Irish, but they lose their roots. Trying to boring. be something that, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's, I think that was the shock that, that took me. That was the, the thing that jarred me is not understanding that. Are you serious? Because we all have the issues, right? That we know that are out there, the big issues. I didn't think we were still at a point where, I mean, I knew there were body image issues and fat shaming that still goes on in Hollywood, but I didn't understand it was still to the extent that I'm going to get flooded with, with people that I wouldn't expect to tell me that, oh my God, like, do you know, um, I wanted to share, so I had a, I made a t-shirt once when I had that damn sexy company, and it was, uh, I used to be anorexic, this is what success looks like, was this thing I wrote. But do you understand, when I was 17 years old, I was so, because I was doing an album then, and I was so wanting to be skinny, and wanting to be, because I wanted to be, so I could get a record con. I wanted these things. So I didn't, I survived on Insure for a year. My mom would stay up at night crying. A year? Back, a year. I was a... Uh, so the nurse told me I was wow. about two weeks away from being hospitalized. I had lost so much weight. My skin, I was very drawn in, but I could not. My, they would sit at the kitchen table, my parents, trying to get me to eat a piece of toast. And I would not, I would not do it. I wasn't going to do it. And so I'm wasting away. And something happened over and I actually went and saw my grandma, who I always love my grandma, and she just holds nothing back. And something happened when, because they, she had a farm in Colorado and they just were like, this is our last, we have nothing. You're going to go to the hospital in two weeks. And this is, you you have these dreams. Why would you give them away? Because you're so obsessed with this body idealism. Uh, go down there. So, I, I still don't know what the moment was where it switched. Haven't eaten for a year. Grandma made me dinner and told me I had to eat. And then I just ate. And then 
a year later, I'm 325 pounds. And so what people say, and they want to shame me for being 325 pounds, fuck you. I was about to die. And right now I'm alive. I will figure out my health, but you have to get out of that mindset of, I need to be something that I'm not. And I think that is the journey everybody has. I am 47 years old. Even to say that out loud when you've been in entertainment as long as I have is a very scary thing to do. So to have these gentlemen come to me and say, I I don't understand. I am, a lot of them in their 50s, I didn't have this. So this gives me that this is what I want. So this is why I will continue to do crazy photo shoots that are just fun to do. And yet I will let, can I, you, can I tell you what it was like for me to choose to unbutton three buttons and show my chest hair on that shoot? That was a very big deal for me because I don't show anything. And John's being comfortable with you made it okay for me to be like, just, you're fine. And then do you know what I find out? Oh, that's right. Some people are here for John and they think this is hot. Some people are here for me and yeah. they think the bear is hot. You're a bear. And I'm like, yeah, so you want to own it. So it comes down to why can't we celebrate everybody? And if that is what this did for people, then I want to do more of that. I want, uh, I want more acceptance. You had said something in the writer's room, uh, actually, that I want to bring up that we're going to do a whole show on. Which was, <laughs> it was at the very end, and is this idea of, yes, yes please tell me. Um, well, I, I want to talk a little bit more about body stuff before we yes, go into we do need to. these but queer expectations I wanna, from a yes. heterosexual standpoint. Yeah. And it is important. I mean, we can, we can continue to talk body type, uh, but I do want to uh, touch base on that when we get there. But the fact is, if you look at these things we're saying the same thing we need to you just said it a minute ago we need to stop really compartmentalizing and deciding we say we're doing good but we're still celebrating only this how to open up and just celebrate each other Mm -hmm. why it seems so hard to do that it's extremely difficult i mean it still wanes on me i mean i to this day i still understand the things i do for work yeah. I still don't understand that I'm the pseudo sex symbol yeah. in the gay community in Spokane. I'm like, how I did this happen? I want to build. I'm for still it. this, <laughs> and it's just John, and it says Spokane sex symbol. <laughs> yeah, I, no, please yes. don't, please don't, because <laughs> I still see myself as a scrawny white kid from the south side of Chicago with this big head of curly hair and these big Coke bottle glasses and everything. And that's who I'll always be. He yeah. sounds cute, though. I know. He's he not, sounds adorable. Really sounds like not. my type. It's like <laughs> a stiff breeze could knock that kid over. <laughs> but that's, and that's fascinating in and of itself is that, uh, you know, we all see in Spokane, we all see what you have uh, become in, in yeah, physical Yeah, you guys know very little aesthetics. about who I, but where I came from. However we were programmed at those very formative years. Yeah. Whoever we were, you will always be that person. It's why when someone works their ass off to lose weight, when they look in the mirror, they don't see that they've lost anything. They are still, so to this you. moment, yeah. the fat person in the mirror. Because since you were at that very, our adolescence is a very programmable age, we will always, it's why our brains are mean and we will always uh, think like we're 20, and, but the body doesn't follow. Well, like, and that's it. Like, I have no problem, I feel, celebrating anyone else. Right. Whatever body shape they are. I'm like, you are so sexy. You're so hot. Yeah. And for some reason, I can't feel that for myself. So 
in addition to the, you know, ethnicity issue that I struggle with, also as a person who is less than five feet tall and, and not the body shape that you usually see when someone is that short because you also expect them to be super duper skinny right right I'm like not that and I have never felt like I was that even though I used to weigh a lot less and when I look back to my like 10 years ago I'm like god damn it I was so hot and I never thought I was hot I never thought I could you know do the things that I did or like wear the things that I I wore I always thought I was super ugly and I will probably always think that I am ugly and that I hate my body right at the same time, like, I'm not really doing anything about it. And recently I thought, you know, even if I did go to the gym and, like, I used to do CrossFit, what if I did that again? What if I was smoking hot? What would I do with that? Yeah. What does it matter? Because even us who think that it has to be, oh, well, life is more, you know, we're very evolved. Life is more than just about, in the end, we fall to the same stuff. Yeah. But- like, you know, like, thinking that I was hot back then. Wait, what am I trying to say? (laughs) That you're hot now. You are hot, hot at all times. But it's because we never understand where, which, so we waste too much time. We do. We have to learn how to be more comfortable with ourselves. I remember for myself, I, uh, I remember taking a photo, like a progress photo years yeah. ago in the gym. And I, I remember putting a caption on it saying, oh, need some work. And I've never been that thin <laughs> since. Yeah, see, <laughs> and, yeah. and so now I'm looking back at that photo and I'm like, boy, I would kill to be just. Yeah. You know, and yeah. It's, so it's like you didn't appreciate it then. Like yeah. what? It, you we know, are. are happen we now? are just as bullying to ourselves as other people yeah. are. If to not us worse. As well, right. Yeah. And the other thing is we don't ever see ourselves the way other people see us. And that's unfortunate at sometimes because they will appreciate us in ways that we didn't know. Do you know that uh, when I came back and I st- and I sent you a note and I wanted to hang out because in my mind you're always that cool girl that that in school would have never and I want to hang out with her. And do you know what I I always think of this one thing. We went to a uh, uh, theater downtown, Magic Lantern. You were wearing this beautiful green dress and these black shoes. And what I love about Laura is someone you told me someone <laughs> driving by said your dress was ugly yep. and you were just fuck you someone you're like straight yeah. up called me ugly yeah. <laughs> and i was like okay yeah and you were like and you were so when telling that story and then seeing it happen you were so fuck you i don't care what you think i like this dress and i remember thinking she's the coolest person oh. because i but that's the thing you don't I don't feel cool. You don't feel it the way other people will view us in different ways. John is uh, representing, you know, feeling this nerdy kid from years ago. But people and a lot of Spokane sees you see you different than that. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, yeah, and it's crazy to me. I'm like, I right every day. It's a journey. There has to be a way, and I don't know how, that we can make a spliced. Understanding. I always say I never want to fully understand how people see me because I think it takes away the humility of what you're doing. Like, I never want to fully understand why they write me these emails and say these very lovely things. Um, Trust me, there's enough people who say some very not lovely things. uh, So they keep me thinking. But I never want to understand fully because if I understand fully, I feel like I'll lose the magic that is making that happen. But we need to understand some. You know what I mean? We do need to get to the point where we're like, okay. You need to be able to give yourself a break. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I went with these 
two of the most talented comedians uh, in the world I go to this party with this week, and they both say to me, Jonathan, because <laughs> I show up because I've learned when you have to flip the switch on, you flip fucking switch on and you get it done and they who i think first of all standing up on to do stand-up on a comedy stage every single day of the week is the hardest thing you can do it's mortifying to me when i do that so to have them go they were so nervous and they wanted me to to do what to just to be there i was introducing them to people because it's at the party right before and i was like do you, you guys don't see the absolute talent and so when i'm hanging out with you i think i'm hanging out with cool kids and it's so much fun and those cool kids needed permission from me to feel like they had a right to occupy that space so everybody no matter if it's the hot guy who works so hard uh, to to have this body that you have should be proud of that but at the same time understand they have a right to occupy the space that they're in you know what i mean that's a very difficult tall ordered ass so yeah i mean to be able to occupy that space there's a lot of times yeah i question whether i should occupy any space yeah yeah and that's just where i've been but i remember years ago and this is 20 years ago or so somebody once told me what people think of you is none of your business yeah i love that i love that phrase and i remember trying to live by that and it's hard it is it's crazy well i think it feels like you're succeeding because you're obviously confident enough in who you are to be willing to be part of the you know helping out the uh the community you know there are a lot of men there are a lot of men that would feel uh insecure you know and you're you're just out there you're being yourself and you're you're and honestly threatened if uh, there's a lot of heterosexual uh you know white cis men out there who would feel threatened to be so available in a space that isn't but I think it's actually easier to just walk out there in just my underwear than it is for me to sit down and Bless talk to somebody about my feelings. <laughs> More of that. It's a lot easier for me Bless to just walk that. out my underwear. Can we encourage this? Be- no, just kidding. More. I, mean, I, would, I don't know how many times I've told my wife, even coming here tonight, I'm like, I should just walk through the library with no shirt on. And then you'd be flocking, oh, I know who you are. Yep. <laughs> Sign this. Yep. Sign this. But isn't that... The place I think, I don't think it can be solved probably before I am no longer on this earth, but that place of giving each other that, first of all, it's compassion, it's empathy, and it's permission to step into the room, as I tell my friend all the time, straighten your, yeah, mm-hmm. straighten your crown, bitch, because you're a queen, and own who you are. I just had a conversation with a friend today, and I said, I feel like no one told you that you have a right to name yourself. Name yourself. Whether you feel like you deserve it, say it to yourself. I am this, this, this. And walk into that room like it's yours already. It's the only way. And I don't care if people can tell you whatever they want to tell you. But in the fucking end, everybody deserves that. They deserve to name themselves. You know what I mean? And also, I think being vulnerable, you know, and being open. And, like, you know, me and a few of my friends my friends like we talk about imposter syndrome all the time oh my god yeah. and i think so many so many more people experience than that than you know than we talk about yeah yeah and really truly no one knows what they're doing they just some are no. better at being it. a grown-up <laughs> is a sack of shit that they just 
that we all just try to pretend like we know what we're doing. Being a grown up it is a lie. We were told in the 50s, mm-hmm. you know, and that we keep getting that bill of sale going, oh, well, I'm not a grown up until. And do you know what I asked my mom once? When do you feel when do you feel like a grown up? Because we look up to our parents and my mom's like, oh, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. And I remember that moment going. Well, fuck. That's terrifying. I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> because we're all just trying to trying to make it. Now, Tom, you know, when you you're of you're younger than I am. Um just a little bit. You're just a tiny bit. What is does that ever cross your mind that grown-up conversation that we all oh, have yeah. in our heads? Oh yeah. Well, I I I think I realized a couple of years ago um cuz I've been I've been through a lot of different like job fields. Yeah. Uh and nobody felt like to me, no one felt like they were older than me or that they had their life together or that like none of, that never happened. I remember <laughs> I remember um, for me being like 21, you know, I'd be talking to people and I, I've always felt very comfortable talking to people. I've never been afraid of that. And I, I know even when I was younger, it would people would be like kind of taken aback that I wasn't just, you know, muttering in the corner, you know, <laughs> that I was willing Rocking to talk to them. back and forth. And <laughs> I, I remember it feeling less special that I was able to do that. Yeah. And now it's just, now I'm, I'm you know, I'm past 25 so yeah uh and you're like i feel the same i feel the exact (laughs) same where i i've never i never feel like i'm how how do i word that i i never feel like i'm the adult in the situation um even though i I absolutely am you know i I have a lot of responsibility at my work and stuff and they they, uh, i always keep thinking hey i should be grateful that they're they're taking me seriously i'm like oh i'm 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 well into adulthood like yeah yeah right i've earned this job i guess and i think it's about i think it's a uh it's about time we stop pretending because it's in the pretending that we have fucked each other up you know what i mean it's our parents agreeing to this that their parents had them agree to why don't we just start with honesty uh, no one really knows. We're all trying to do the best we can. And I mean, you're a parent. How many kids do you have? I have three kids. You have three kids. My that's oldest terrifying is a customer of mine. My <laughs> oh, oldest is a customer. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Oh my God. Oh yeah. yeah I remember you talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Bringing is her friends. A yeah. whole other discussion. Right? Yeah. Well, in the end, we are all human beings. And I think we need to get to the, and it's scary to me. I think I always say that the, the best year of my life was 31 years old because through circumstances, it was the first moment I realized I don't know anything. I know nothing. And it was the biggest freedom I gave myself was that, oh, fuck. Like, I have the answers I think work for me, but that is not the end-all answer for everyone. And thank God that took a lot of pressure off me. You know what I mean? You find that it's okay not to know. You know, do you know what's not okay? Not being a good person. Being a dick. If we could just realize... Yeah, don't be a dick is my religion. It is it. I think adulthood is a social construct. Yes, it is. Yes. Well, and what throws me off is those photos from, you know, like 40, 50 years ago of people that are younger than me and look like they're twice my age. That yeah. that messes oh, with my yeah. head every time I see it. Listen, where they were tired. Where this person <laughs> yeah. like bald and their face just, just falling apart. And yeah. like, yeah, this yeah. 22-year-old man just uh, graduated from uh, college. <laughs> well, they had <laughs> cocaine and the Coca-Cola. So I that, know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They exactly. smoked everywhere, drank I so. everywhere. And seatbelts <laughs> weren't a thing yet. <laughs> no, no. And I feel like, you know, they probably had more pressure than we did. And that's what happens. Yeah. yeah. So no one's making a diamond out of that pressure they were yeah benjamin button in the wrong way (laughs) really fast yeah because this is what we've done so i think and i always try to think um first of all be grateful for every day because you never know when it's the last day and learn everything you can and please err on the side of love 
always err on the side of love because in the end, I don't fucking care what, who believes what all that matters is that we're good to each other. Yeah. Yeah. And things like this where people write in, it makes me go, Oh fuck. People need more love. People need more acceptance. People need someone. And you know what? If I can give permission in anything, I'll give it as long as it's needed until, you know, people can continue to stand on their own. But in this room, I am honored because we get we did that for people. We did. It, well, I've had one other time where I experienced something like that. And it was uh, like three or four days right after the Pulse shooting in, or- in Orlando. Oh and I had drawn a piece. And it was a really yeah. simple piece. I drew it in like a half hour. And it was just an eyeball with a teardrop with the rainbow flag rainbow. in it. And I posted it. And a friend of mine from, I was working at, I think, Irv's or Stray at the time, called me. They're like, you just went viral. I'm like, yeah. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> yeah. You're like, do I have to call someone? Is there a right. show? I don't know. I don't know. And something like, I had like 22,000 shares within yeah. 15 minutes. Holy shit. Yeah. And it's And it's beautiful. I still have it saved. I have never, uh, never forgotten it, never lost it. I because it. it was that, oh, it's beautiful. And to this Beautiful. day, I've been chasing that just because I, if I do anything in this world, I just want to try and make the world a little bit better than the day before. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what's funny about that? First of all, I think because in the moment you captured what the community was feeling, um, I will never forget that day uh, when that happened in Pulse and how absolutely terrifying. And it makes me sad because the same response is uh deserved for the poor uh situation in colorado springs but we become more numb and more numb but i remember pulse because it scared all of us it was it was pride we're supposed to be celebrating and so you captured this beautiful emotion and i think that's where it stands that's where we need to continue to come from is the authenticity of those emotions you were speaking what uh many people out here many of us didn't know how to speak uh we were just petrified and scared yeah. and sad. But I think that's something you did with this photo shoot with some people too. And that's what you see, that's the art I have said from day one. So I directed my very first play when I was 25 and it was something called, um, it was something called because I wanted to say, and it was a, because it was about a gay man dying of AIDS and his best friend, this woman who was putting away his stuff. Um, and I directed it and I remember my parents didn't know the subject matter of what I had directed. And they came, both my parents came to see it that night. And when they came out of that first, uh, that first showing, it told, it taught me a lesson I'll never forget, which is there's more power in art than there is in even speaking because my mom came out crying because she didn't know it wasn't supposed to touch her heart till it was too late. So the humanity and authenticity had snuck through before the thoughts and the religion and everything took it away. And so my mom wouldn't speak to me. She just laughed. But seeing my mom cry and knowing that told me all I've, and that's why to the end of time, like you say, you're chasing that. That is what I chase. I want to have art because destruction only begets destruction, but in creation lies life. We must build each other up. What, what you just described happened to me, and it, I, I was blindsided by it, was uh, I was watching uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I love that show. <laughs> and there's the episode where Mac comes out to his dad. Yeah. And it just hit me like a truck because they, they're like, he's like, I've been working on this, this dance thing, and I, I don't know how to tell my dad this. And it's like this 
this super heartfelt dance choreography with this with this woman in it, uh, and it's by the end of it, his dad just gets up and leaves. Mm. Mm. But it just like I'm like I didn't expect to cry watching yeah, the show. Right? It, was, it was powerful, and that's what's amazing. It snuck in. It yeah, snuck yeah. in, and that's what I love about creating these things. I mean, and I'll, I'll just say a uh, self-promotion moment for everybody in this room. We're all part of this night that's coming up on the 25th, and people ask me all the time. And I realize the more I talk about what that night is supposed to be, the more I understand what it's supposed to be. And it is that night to celebrate everyone. Everyone. They're like, do I have to be gay to go? No, you don't have to fucking be gay to go. Do you know what you got to be? You have to love people. You have to love having fun and you have to love being entertained because in that room, as uh, an old boss of mine used to say at an old gay coffee shop, uh, the world inside these walls needs to be the world that should be outside of them. That's why we do what we do. And like to have people I love as part of this night that we're all building together, that's what it is because we don't have it enough. And listen, don't go talking shit about Spokane people out there because it's not just the conservative Spokane that it is. It is just, it is everywhere and Spokane needs it and we're going to deliver it. But every place, even fucking LA, every place needs needs those those pieces and that humanity because we're too busy not showing our humanity anymore i read something a couple of years ago that has stuck with me and resonated with me and so i live not only by the campfire rule and leaving things better than how you yes, found it but we are socially responsible to improve the world um now that we know how it operates yeah we're responsible for the future of Yep. Our exactly. We everything. all have yeah. a piece of that. Yeah. And we all need to stand up and do more to do more for it. So uh, I'm excited. Before we wind down, I want to talk about, because it's about how we view things. And you had said something in the writer's room, and I do want to bring it up. There will be a whole show Speaking about this about subject love. matter. <laughs> yeah. There'll be a whole show about this very thing in the future, but I want to, I want to just touch base on this. Yeah. So I can't take credit for this. It's still uh, my, my very good um, friend who is queer brought this up to me um, kind of around pride last year and I just I thought it was really funny and I was like wow that's a really good fucking point but you know when we talk when whenever pride um rolls mm -hmm. around and corporations get all rainbowy and shit you know when <laughs> right. they they have their merch and it says you know love is love and like right. this is the only time of year we accept you exactly you know, like, yeah it's July. No, no more. <laughs> no more. No more. Even though that is Disability Pride Month, FYI. Good. That is very good. Um, <clears throat> she was like, why do we have to be in love to be validated as queer? Why do we have to be in a committed relationship and to love someone else just so that we can be gay? And I yeah. was like, <laughs> wow, I have never thought about that. Yeah. Um, why do we have to match a narrative? Because that's the yes, narrative that narrative sells to middle America. For like straight people. And also like it's just like two, two people like that yeah. doesn't fit. I always thought it was people. more about accepting who you were as a person. And that's what this is. Yeah. That's exactly what it should be. But, you know, marriage equality, that whole thing. The only way we got marriage equality is they pivoted oh, in the yeah. middle and they decided to tell a narrative about family. It was needed to be about family. It needed to be about love. We couldn't talk about other versions of the because we couldn't sell it to middle America. So we finally got where we were because we sold a whitewashed version of what it was. So then what do you do when we get to a point where 
Um, there are people who don't feel validated because they're single, but we need them to feel bad because they're single. So I would say I, I wanted to preface that because it's coming uh, very soon, but also, also to say it's the same conversation. The conversation is how do we as a community and, and not just a queer community, but all community begin to accept each other as we are where we are. Mm-hmm. And be more because inclusive. Because it's not about. Yeah, yeah. In, in and my, let it be about that. In my head, I'm trying to think about why that would be. And I think about um, Santa Claus, Coca-Cola. Like, you know, they right. basically invented Santa Claus. Yep. And that's mm-hmm. what everybody thinks of yep. as Santa mm-hmm. Claus now. So when I think about that, I think about how advertisers can succinctly make sure you know someone's gay. And they can't just have them have a limp wrist. So I guess yeah. they, I guess in the advertisements, they've made it so it's two guys or two girls or whatever. that you know, Right. Two, two people that look the same, basically. Yeah. Uh, just with each other. And so from that, everybody now thinks, oh, that's what being gay right. is is being in a relationship well, and then so yeah, maybe that's yeah. kind of how that snowball we pushed is. yeah and then we because corporate america seems to run everything as we know right uh so we've pushed a narrative of these two people are in love well maybe you know what i don't want to shock anybody maybe they're just fucking i don't know yeah and maybe it doesn't matter yeah and maybe that's okay and maybe throwing this shoving this down our throat saying it has to be this way or no way thruples are a thing there are polyamorous relationships but because we can barely accept <laughs> that uh, same-sex people can even be in love with each other. We can't get to the real conversation, which is it doesn't fucking matter what makes you comfortable, Mary. It matters that we're all here yep. together. And so you just because this is what we do. This is how life works. Um, you're going over here. You're on your diversity walk, and you're having a good time. And this is the walk someone else is on. And they're like, you know, you are so great. I mean, I I love you, and I celebrate. Do, do you mind? Just come Come over here. I feel better if you're walking this way. Because if I don't understand your walk, then therefore you're a threat. And you right. know, you know yeah. what you'll notice too is they're they're a little too scared to be too diverse in those advertisements. Oh, yes. Is it'll be it, it's it has to be too, you know, um cis you know, yeah. white yeah. gay people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can't be it can't be mixed race, it can't right. be it can't be anything like that. Right. You know, it has to be you have to because I guess you can't make people too uncomfortable in one advertisement. Yeah. And do you know why people are uncomfortable? Because we have uh, made a very specific medium of telling them what's okay. So media has done this to these people. So we need to... And so that's why I talk about indie artists all the time in all of our social media and everything. Because we have to take back the narrative. It is up to us as individuals to take back our narrative. We can't expect Hollywood... To, they're not going to. They're just going to where they get the most money. So it's important that we celebrate those local people or those indie people, and we and we we become the voice there. So we have to do it down here. And we can cry until we're blue in the face. So that's hard, and that's a lot of work. But guess what? That's just how it is. So if we want something different, we have to make something different. You know what I mean? And I think it's okay to start telling each other, Listen, I'm going to, I'm, you know, Laura, you always kick my ass and you're always like, you know what? I heard you were talking shit about yourself <laughs> and I'm here to remind you we're not doing that. Yes. And you're always there to say, and so we'll talk about motivation mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll text each other. You kick my ass. I'll kick your ass. John will kick John's ass. John can kick <laughs> our ass because we're people are all we have. So as long as we support each other, it's okay. It's going to be exhausting. We've got work to do, but let's just get together. And I want to teach the world (laughs) to sing, you know, hippie kumbaya, what the fuck you want to call it, but it's time we support each other so that we can continue to do the work that needs to get done that the people at the top aren't going to do. I always go back to this 
analogy of pie. Yeah. Oh, and I how... love pie. <laughs> Me too. Um... Pie's the best. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> um, you know, and how life is not pie. Yeah. And be- someone being who they are is not going to take away from you. And it's also exactly. okay if yeah. not everything applies to you and not everything yeah. is for you. Yep. That's how it should be. Exactly. And I don't know how else to explain it other than like it, there is, it's not a zero sum kind of thing, you know? No. It's. More and than for that. some reason, we accepted that that's supposed, well, it's supposed to be like that. Yeah. So anything other than that doesn't make sense. Oh, to I'm me. more oppressed than you're oppressed. And oh, I love it. Right. Someone Jeez. was saying the other day, I'm like, well, I didn't have it bad as this person. Listen to me. No one, it's not about they have it worse than you because our own, the way we experience life, if it was the worst for you, then it was the worst yeah. for you. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you still need to be compassionate for over here. Comparing trauma why? is just so yeah. disgusting. And comparison is the thief of joy. Ugh. You, There is no win if you compare yourself to someone else. There is no win. It is only, life is the only thing we have and what we can make of our own pie out of that. And I'm having pumpkin and cherry and blueberry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> if I Wait, like for reals, can I have some? I know, right? Oh. I want it. I want it. On, no, it. but this is what it, this is why I think conversations like this, I love that we can have uh, uh, celebrities on and that's great and we're going to have more of that this year. But what's more important to me than any of that is people in this room talking about the subjects that fucking matter, talking about the things that we're not going to have those conversations up here. And I want to lift people up because in the end, we don't do enough of it. And so if that's, if people are going to email me because they got something out of this, John and I are not celebrities, but we are no. in our own minds. And I you love are, that. You are though. This but, proves it. Right? That does it right there. But people connected. And in the end, that's, that's the end game. In the end, changing people's uh, lives and changing their hearts and giving them a new way to see themselves. That's what we're doing it for. So for everybody who, 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 you know, has their opinion about, not doing the show a very specific way. My answer is I would much rather live my life building up the community than chasing the next celebrity. So if you're a celebrity and you want to come on and talk about real things, I'm all in. If you're not, that's not what we're here for. And I wish you well. So anyways, thank you all for being in this room. Uh, this is an important room uh, it, and it means a lot to me. And you too mean I am not an emotional queen. Yes, I am. Uh, you two. <laughs> I, I found myself going, oh, okay. Uh, you two are very important to me. And I'm so glad you all were part of the photo shoot. And I'm so glad we got to do important work. I always yeah. think, little old, little old me. Yes, we can, even we can do important work. And so thank you for always being willing to be a part of the craziness. Anytime. Thank you for always being willing to thank say you. yes. I'm glad. I get nervous when I ask you things. What? And I think it's oh funny. God, Again, if we don't understand how Tell we're Tell me more. I know. What? <laughs> I mean, keep it coming. Yeah. I mean, keep it coming. But remember, as I try to remind you every week, please show up on February 25th in Spokane, Washington. Uh, go to thequeercentric.com for all information it's down at the central washington library it's going to start doors open at 6 30 it's going to be a night you will not forget and there listen there's free food i bet you there'll be pie we're having it catered <laughs> i uh, hope so now i know right <laughs> i tell cynthia i'm gonna tell cynthia right now. uh it's going to be a night that's important and a night to celebrate and to just have a good fucking time what am i supposed to wear nothing can do <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, we want people to recognize you. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, so this sense. is important. I don't think there's a dress code at the library. So. <laughs> there isn't. And Apparently they're, not. Yeah. They are very supportive of us. So thank you, library. Because <laughs> I'm like, do you know who we are? Is that a thing? <laughs> they, yeah, they, they have been nothing but gracious. So please show up. Mark your calendars. Invites are being sent out now. So you'll get uh, a lot of these in the mail. Um, and remember, we're also, because a friend of mine gave me this advice. Jonathan, do you believe in what you're doing? Yes. Does it scare you? Well, a little bit. Then fucking get over yourself and don't be afraid, no matter how many times you do it, to say, please show up. And please, if you can help, we also have a, a GoFundMe and we're accepting there because there's no shame when you're doing something you believe in. So uh, thank you to Hunter for giving me that great advice. And listen, you're going to catch the show at thequeercentric.com every week. Uh, and we always have a lot of fun and we love to hear from you. And there's a sex show is coming up. So if anybody has sex questions, we have a sex and relationship therapist, Damon L. Jacobs, yeah, will be mis- on the show. That's sort of a misnomer, isn't it? Yeah. it- what? Oh, well, it's not a porn. <laughs> yeah, that's what I... <laughs> but if, if, if Damon was here, he would be like... He's very sex positive. He'd be like, well, do we need to? Do we need... He is an, he's an author. He has two books out. He's an absolutely uh, phenomenal human being. I've known him for a decade now. So send us your questions. I don't have to say your name on the air, but Damon is very excited to answer them. So that's your Valentine's Day show. So remember, we're always following us. We're always doing something fun and good for the community. And until next time... Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.